Everybody, welcome. Welcome to to Dune. Is that your Dune voice? Masaya! It is. It's a good Dune voice. It's not bad. I did it the entire first season. I know, I know. I've, you know what? I think I've, I've, I've blocked out a lot of that season. It's important. It's it's important to block things out that hinder your day to day life, right? Yep. Get them out of there. Shove them in the back. Put them. Put them in the. Fear is the mind killer, right? Well, put them in your back pocket. Take that fear. Fear is the mind killer. Put it in your butt. Why you got to take it? <laughs> We are officially back. We are back, everybody. Happy Monday. We are back to a regular schedule. I hope you guys are having fun right now that you're getting this in the morning on your way to work. Hope you're ready to hang out I don't with care what Stephen you're doing. Wills. I hope you're not... I... Shut up. I personally <laughs> hope that you're not on your way to work and that instead you're just living your best life. If that, Whatever that means. Maybe for you, work is harvesting cucumbers. Oh, yeah. Yep, right? that sounds like the life you right harvest there. Harvest five, you snack on number six. Mm-hmm. Right? You harvest five more, snack on number six. You know, my best life 12. is whatever I'm doing in Animal Crossing. This is, this is, that is true. Yeah. That is true, but this is not an Animal Crossing podcast. You'll have to check out our other podcast. Uh, what's that one called? <laughs> crossing called, by Crossing? It's called Crossing Over. Crossing Streams. Wait. Both of those things are copyrighted, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, probably. <laughs> We're working on it. We love Animal Crossing. We love Dune. We love Dune. If somehow you are just joining us uh, for Dune Book 2. I mean, come along. Really, it doesn't matter if, you have, if you've if you listened to our first season, if you've read the first book. Nothing matters. Nothing matters at all. Absolutely not. Period. I feel like I would and have... If you embrace that, you'll be happier. I feel like I would have like almost more respect for you. If you just like completely have bought, like just surpassed all of the other Dune stuff. Like you haven't, you haven't seen the movie. You haven't read the book. You haven't listened to our last season. And you're coming into this, like you're coming into this season just hot and ready. Like a, well, like, I'll tell, I'll tell, like a little Caesars. Like a pizza. Like yeah. a little, Reese's, little, little Caesars. <laughs> and you're like, give me Dune Messiah. I just want to know what goes on from the second book forward. And let me tell you, man, this book, if you, if if you have read the first book, this book, I think it gets even more confusing than ever. Cause We're this is like fucking in it, man. I was like, I've been living my life normally. And mm-hmm. now it's like, I read fucking five pages of this book and they're saying the craziest shit. I don't know what's happening. It doesn't matter if you've read the first book. Hey, Frank, Herbert- I don't know what the Prand Bindu is. I don't know <laughs> who Corbo is, or I don't know what the Bronzo Charles Bronzo. Yeah, Charles Bronzo. Oh man, Frank Herbert pulls no punches in this introductory chapter. If you like, even if you like human, how does one human write this shit? I don't know. I don't know. Lots of drugs. I think he was a big psychedelic fan, or none. You know, none or none. One or the other. He's no in between here. Stone cold sober, or he is off his rocker. We'll see how those are the people that I like to associate with too. Either or. Keep my inner circle. You've sort of actually wiggled your way into the unsavory ter- territory right in the middle. But when you started, you were more on the, uh, you were a good boy. I was a pretty good boy. But now I'm in the, I'm pretty good boy. yeah, no, I'm, uh, yeah, no, I'm you're greasy. A little bit, you're a little bit soiled. <laughs> <laughs> so this first chat prologue chapter thing. Yep. Because 
It's important to reestablish that Dune, even even though this is a show called Chapter by Chapter, Dune doesn't really have chapters. No. It has experiences. Yeah. Positioned as chapters of a book. Exactly. So it depends on how you look at that. Yep. The first experience is the part one of a prologue. Yeah. It's really weird. It's it's really weird how he sets it up. So this first part that we have here, and we've decided to Hold break. On, stop. Okay. It is titled Excerpts. From the Death Cell interview with Bronzo of Ix. All right. You got that? So Everybody's on board? Starts. All right. So the thing is about the this this prologue is Steve's right. It, it is broken up into two almost like sub chapters. And we were discussing this before we started rolling the show. Like, should we do this as one chapter or do it as two? We decided to do it as two. So we're going to get the first half of this prologue done first. And the second half we're going to do tomorrow. So you guys, we're just doing the interview. If you're reading along with us, if you're right on top with us, we're just doing the interview, uh, this very first uh, prologue subchapter, I guess. And like I said, this one's super weird because it's an interview format. It's not, it doesn't read like a normal book or how Frank Herbert usually writes. It's future fucking Dune speak again. Yep. Where they're talking from like fucking 12 or 15 years in the future or something. I Honestly, I don't know. It could be like a thousand years. We yep. don't know. Mm-hmm. Because they're talking about everything in past tense. And this is why I hate this fucking prediction game for Dune. Because immediately they're just like, here's all the things that have happened. So we're going to be wiggling around with that stuff. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll talk about it near on. the end of the episode today. Because I think I have an idea of how to do some... To 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 give you more of a, an advantage. But we'll, we'll talk about it. I don't it. even care. I'll make it work. We'll okay. make it work. All right, we'll make but it work. There's so much nonsense in this first uh prologue chapter all right i don't know i really don't know what's going on it's so the it's it's positioned as an interview we have q and we have a speaking to each other which makes you think question and answer but it's dune so who the fuck knows it could be quasar and angelo (laughs) we don't know we don't know we we absolutely don't know um okay do you want me except i guess we do kind of know that the one of them is bronzor bron that's a pokemon bronzo of X. Yes. Yeah. So uh, for those reading along, Q is the interviewer, interviewer who is a uh, Fremen wait, priest. Wait, Q? Q? Q. Q. Hugh. Hugh. No, no, no. Not Hugh. Oh, Q. okay. You're just saying Q. Q. Fuck. I thought you knew his name. No, no, no. We no, don't no. know his name. Q is just a, f- a Fremen priest loyal to Paul, and he is interviewing this man who uh in like in the book i guess it's like a but this is bronzo of x i don't know what his full charles name is bronzo. charles bronzo his full, his full name is charles bronzo charles bronzo of x so death wish nine uh first things first bronzo that's a hell of a name i love it it's so italian it and i just I read he has a mustache i i read the entire chapter with him in an italian voice Oh, really? I didn't take it as Italian. I don't, honestly, for me, it just immediately was Charles Bronson. <laughs> and that was just it. <laughs> Incredible. All so, right. It's, you know, different interpretations. It's fun. So Bronzo has been captured by uh, the Fremen priest, and he's being interviewed right now to preserve his words, quote unquote, uh, regarding his crimes. And what are his crimes, you may ask? Well, it's spreading the his truth. crime is that he... The, the quote is, 
You are here because you dared to... You are here because you dared to say that Paul Atreides lost something essential to his humanity before he could become Muad'Dib. Exactly. So really he sounds like uh, free speech jail and it's not pretty. It's really not cool. It's not looking good for Paul. So I don't know uh, about I don't know. So he's not safe to say Bronzo. uh, Not on not on Paul's team. Well, I don't think he's I don't think he's necessarily on anybody's team. He's a historian, you know, and he's more interested in getting the truth truth, out speaking hearsay hearsay. Heresy. Heresy. (laughs) There it is. There you got it. Took me. Exorcist 2, Heresy. Do not watch that movie. Ooh. Piece of shit. Wow. Most of it is footage from the first one. Maybe we can do a Patreon episode on that. I just said don't don't watch it. Yeah, no, I think we should. I think we should. Heresy. All right. Heresy. So what is this heresy he may you may be thinking? What is the actual legitimate crime that he's being accused of it's writing a book it's like paul's kind of a dick yeah Is pretty it much it's writing a book that's paul's pretty much asshole. that's going yeah paul's a dick in fact i think that's the title paul's a dick a history of muadib <laughs> <laughs> paul atreides stole my lunchable a history oh. of muadib oh i like that i like that a lot and it's all hinged upon paul stealing multiple lunchables because, you know, you get the, that one kid would always get the Lunchables in school. And then you'd see the other kids sort of just, like, trade them some bullshit for it. Yeah. Trade them a Pokemon card. Yeah. But it was, like, a crappy right? Pokemon card. It was, like, one that everybody had. You know? It was, like, a Weedle. Like, a Weedle or something like that. It's a Pokemon-heavy episode. Mm-hmm. Maybe we could just spin this into a Pokemon uh, show for the season. That's not a bad idea. Pokemon Messiah! Ooh. Uh, so uh, by the end of it, my face will be on a giant caterpie. That'll be fun. <laughs> oh, I mean, I, that that's kind of like that's spoilers for later. Later, in the that's series. spoilers. Yeah, we're now we're getting the spoiler yeah, territory. Like nine books ahead. Yeah, <laughs> it's a fun little thing for people that know. So I think and the, now the ones who don't know also know <laughs> the real part of this chapter here. The real purpose of this chapter is kind of getting us up to speed with how uh, Paul is. It's like it's like how Paul is perceived inside the universe. We know that it's 12 years ahead. It's 12 years from uh, the events of the first Dune. We know that Paul has been emperor for at least 12 years. You know, but we don't know if the book takes place in this timeline. Exactly. There's I guess we I guess especially what you're saying now, like we can assume that maybe it is and that it's going to move forward in this time period. But yeah, we really don't know, especially since the first Dune, every chapter starts with excerpts from books that have been written X amount of years in the future. That's the thing about Frank Herbert's writing that gets really confusing and makes it really hard, really challenging for us to kind of cover is because is because he writes as if you already know the spoilers. Yeah, well, he kind of gives them to you pretty quick, pretty quick here. You know, he gets you he he kind of goes over some information of what we know that, that has happened during Dune. But he's also getting us up to speed with uh, the setting of the universe at the moment. So we know that uh, Paul is going forward with changing the ecology of Dune. Like he's now bringing the Fremen dream to life. He's going to bring well, because Bronze sort of calls it the priest and says something along the lines of like, oh, yeah, Paul came in here. Muad'Dib came in here saying he was going to bring you you know turn arrakis into a water-filled planet 
with trees and little daisies growing out of the ground and mushrooms. Yep. And then he's like, and look at it. It's still sand. And then the priest is like, no, 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 no. It's happening. We're happy. It's, it's happening. It's coming along. Yeah. It's happening. But it's like, it's one of those things that like, you know, if you're a guy in power, you're just telling, like, I wonder if he's just like telling people that it's happening and they're just taking his word for it. It's like, look, look, like, of course, like it's happening. It probably won't happen in your lifetime, but it's happening, you know? So don't worry about it's it. happening. Relax. It's going to be like sand the forever. Line they're putting in. It's like mm-hmm. the new train line they're putting in in the city. Exactly. Part of the neighborhood here. If it, it, if, it, if it was there tomorrow, it would be a huge benefit to me. They're working on it, and it'll be there in like 15 years when I'm 50 and probably, you know, a, go, a Golark. Or go, that's another Pokemon. Yeah. We'll touch on the Golar, Golem, Golark <laughs> next, uh, next episode because I don't even know what I'm saying. Right. But there is a line. The thing is. We say at the beginning, like one man writing all this and and Frank Herbert and back when he was writing this, I mean, it's the, these Dune books are dated and there are things in them that you're like, interesting choice, Frank Herbert. <laughs> and there is, <laughs> I think I know what line yeah. of Aaliyah. Yep. And the line is, have you considered what it meant for Aaliyah to be born into this universe, fully cognitive, possess of all her mother's memories and knowledge? No rape could be more terrifying. Probably going to have to challenge you on that one there, Frank Herbert. Uh, but if I was, I don't know, right? Because <laughs> if you have the choice to be born in basically as an adult, uh, like a Dr. Manhattan, but specifically your, of your mother. Yep. <laughs> you have your mother's memories. Yep. Yep. Or like, I don't know. Uh <laughs> Let's just say some sort of uh, sandworm space rape. Just wow. to make it a little more palatable. What are you going to choose? <laughs> wow. You don't have to tell me. I know the answer. We all know the answer. We all know the answer. Uh, Maybe not Frank Herbert, though. No, you're right. That 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 is... That's a, that's a line. He decided, he decided to do that. I didn't put it in the book. We're no, doing, no, no. I know, I know. We're talking about the book. It's in the book. What I think he's trying to mean... Same he, book, really Canadian, Lee. I think he's trying to get to the point of... It's in the book. Aaliyah, Aaliyah is like seen as like some sort of like bastardized human. Like she's not like she's not. I've been saying since day one she's a bastardized human. Yeah, she's fucked up. You're not it a fan of her. Be a thing. Yeah, I, I, to, like that's the thing. I get it. I get what he's going for here. Uh, it is a torturous existence, and it is not right. So you're you're on that side, eh? Of like. Like, would you, would you, if you were in that Dune universe, would you be kind of on Bronzo's side of just kind of like distrustful of the, of, of Paul Muad'Dib, the emperor, this new, this new, uh, uh, imperium? Yeah, I mean, probably, probably. Yeah. Depends on, <laughs> depends on, it really depends on Muad'Dib's politics and, uh, what he's doing to move forward for society and culture. Well, and we know it's a, it's a lot of, it's a lot of, of genocide. <laughs> Yeah, so that's tough. So that's that is tough. And then if there's a little, if there's a four year old walking around at his side who's commanding armies and churches and stuff, and she's like, she's twelve now. No, no rape can be more terrifying than I. And everyone's like, this is what we have to stop this, Bronzor. So I, I probably would be. I mean, I've been against Aaliyah since day one because it's just fucking weird. Yeah, I'm and surprised. Kind of weird. I like. Yeah, I like su- weird where it's like jazz playing and David Lynch is in the corner smoking a cigarette and there's like a horse mm. wearing a pork pie hat 
dancing around in the like middle that. playing piano. That's a lot of fun. That is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. But this is now, not, not little, your cup of tea. I really, if I'm going to be honest, I just don't like when kids are smarter than me. So, <laughs> this Aaliyah thing is a big, it's a big issue. I, I don't know, man. Big like, I think me. you're going to have to get used to that. Yeah. Sounds like she's going to be in this book for 6,000 years. Yep. Well, and I think you're just going to have to get used to kids just being smarter than you. I, I think like. I am used to it. I just don't like it. So if I have some sort of control around it. Like I've met some pretty I, smart kids that are like, that are like exceeding everything that I do in my life. Well, talk to me again when you're 15, kid. 18 even. 21. Mm. Here's a question happens. for you. <laughs> Let's see what happens. Now, now, that, now that we're on the side, now that we're kind of like exploring how the universe kind of sees Paul and his Imperium, do you think that there are punk rock bands in the Dune universe? Kind of like, oh yeah, and like oh, protest songs, time. like ra- like there's Rage Against the Machines out there, Rage yep. Against the Moadibs. Absolutely. Yep. Do you think they have to do it in secret, or do you think that they, that you know, like there's a planet called you know, punk? I don't think any of it's happening on land. Arrakis. Probably not. I no. need to. I, I mean, we. I still don't know a lot about the Dune world. In the first book, there's we're on Arrakis mm-hmm. and we're on, uh, Caladan. Yep. Right, and we're on. I think Getty Prime. We get, yeah. I think uh, Getty Prime is the Harkonnen planet. Hot minute, yeah. And so I don't, and I don't think we see much else, if anything else. So I don't really know what else is going on there. But maybe there is some sort of, um, you know, music music festival planet. Hopefully, it's not a Coachella planet. Imagine a Coachella planet. (laughs) People taking (laughs) selfies. No music playing. Flower crowns. Yeah, it's no just flowers at all. Exist. Selfies no and crowns. They've all been picked and converted in, into crowns. See the thing about the thing about great Instagram pixel Dune is, and especially like Paul's whole thing is that everything has to be controlled in a certain way to allow certain things to happen and not allow other things to happen. So it's very possible that Paul allows certain planets to have you know, Coachella's or punk rock festivals, you know, there's probably a punk and drug lick yep. festival somewhere that he is allowing. Punk and drug lick is what he just said. Yeah. Punk and drug lick. Those who know, no punk rock bowling. That's not allowed. Outlawed. No, you won't do that. Okay. Well, there's probably something. Outlawed. Lawn like, bowling. How about warp I tour. halfway with the bowling? Paul brought back war- warp tour. That's Yeah. Except yeah. it's just people with warped minds. It's like a bunch of mentats <laughs> just standing in front of Simple Plan on a stage. Oh, that's good. And their eyes are all rolled back. And the guy on stage is like, I'm sorry. I love you. This is good. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. But that's the thing. It's like he could be allowing it because it fits into the larger plan of what he's trying to do to save humanity. You know, simple plan could be well, a vital tool that's what, for saving that's humanity. How, I think that's what Paul is starting to believe. Aside, get all the dumb stuff we just said out of the question. And I do think that Paul is becoming that that villain. That villain where it's um, a villain archetype where it's you are the hero of your own story. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You are the good guy. But... Perhaps you have turned 
on a heel turn. Yeah, to I was going to say. Guy. Like, there's a possibility for for a point to be scored I mean, here, but we don't know yet. I mean, it's pretty. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure that it that we're, this is from the future, so we know. But I don't know. But you can get really philosophical with that with with that prediction, though. Like, is a heel turn necessarily like he is doing something evil, or is evil acts justified with uh prefer with like a, a positive Starting outcome? To sound like a big purple spaceman that I know of, exactly, or a right? Ozymandias type from Watchmen, which is pretty no. much the same thing. Yeah, or Beetlejuice. Hey, Beetlejuice. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so the the chapter ends with a a subtle suggestion, very subtle, that what's the line again? Something about a conspiracy. That's what united so it says the last thing that Bronzo says, Bronzo, Charles Bronzo, I'll not persuade <clears throat> I'll not persuade you. I know that. But the argument of the conspiracy came before my analysis. Twelve years of Muad'Dib's jihad created the argument. That's what united the ancient power groups and ignited the conspiracy against Muad'Dib. Exactly. So, there's a reference to a conspiracy that is happening against Muad'Dib right now. But I think there's what the uh, priest is kind of like suggesting is that the conspiracy wouldn't have happened if the analysis of Muad'Dib or the analysis of history wasn't released. When uh, Bronzo, on the other hand, he's like, he's like, you know, it wasn't my book. It's Muad'Dib. It, it's he caused his own conspiracy by just being who he is. There's nothing I can do about it other than report the truth. So like he did, him, he did it to himself. He did it to himself. He should have checked himself before he wrecked himself. That's pretty much the entire thesis of Bronzo's book. <laughs> yeah. he should have checked now, himself there's a lot of as i said there's a lot of words and things tossed around more so in the next prologue mm -hmm. but uh in both of these one of them that popped up that caught my attention is the corino family yes hey over here hey i'm Marty carino this is papa carino joey carino polly carino this guy over here is called Snake. <laughs> they live on planet Gabagool. <laughs> I don't know what's happening to my voice. It's like I'm... I, I'm loving it. Gabagool, yeah. They do live on... <laughs> hey, with the Carino family from planet Gabagool. Hey. What's going on over in this Arrakis? Yeah. Over here. Yes. So, I like that. Okay. Real talk, though. Do you know the Carino family? Or are you, like, are, or are you in the dark about that? I think I'm in the dark. Was it in the first book? Yeah, it's if the it Emperor's was, I family. I just did that exact same bit. It's the Emperor's family. Irulan is Carino. Yeah. So I'm sure in the first book, anytime that that came up, I just did that same bit. But uh, <laughs> good to know. So that so the Emperors are Italian. Yeah. The Emperor. Family. Which is fitting because news just came out recently that Christopher Walken is playing the Emperor. Oh, and also Italian. Also Italian. That news has been out for a long time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that wasn't recent. Now, you right off the beginning said that Bronzo was Italian. Is he a Carino? Possibly. I don't think that so. Silence means yes. Possibly means yes, too. <laughs> Otherwise, you would have said no. You should be a lawyer. But 
I, I should be, but too much school for that. They'll kick me out. Yeah. Of the courtrooms. Yep. You're too smart. That's right. I've been saying it for years, except these kids, they keep challenging me on it. <laughs> uh, if you have listened to the first season of Dune, you will remember that Will does claim himself to be a Dune expert, yet forgets a lot about these books and doesn't know the answers to most things. Correct. So, we'll see, we'll, we'll find out more about Bronzo Carino <laughs> on planet Gabagool, I'm sure. I think this might be the only time we see Bronzo. He could be, he could be executed by, yeah, by the time he's released. Really... death immediately after this? Yeah, Well, because yeah, it exactly. is called the Death Cell Interview with Bronzo Vix. Yeah, exactly. So, it could just happen in that cell. There's implications alone with the, with just the title of this chapter, because... Does everyone on the death cell get interviewed? And is the death cell exclusively for execution? I mean, it sounds like it. It's called a death cell. But also, you know, sometimes like capacity fills up in prisons and it gets it gets really tight in there. And you might just have to toss someone in the death cell, even though that they're not uh, sentenced to death. But then, you know, yeah. they're in the death cell. So they, the executioner comes over with his big hat on and his big old scythe or laser scythe or whatever it is right and he's he sees you in there he kills you so i don't know it's all an accident you were just in there because you were you, you know you're every other cell was full or maybe it could be used as an interrogation technique hence why he's being interviewed right now but it looks like this, this is, is more like his final statement than it is a uh than it is an interrogation because bronzo doesn't seem like wow. he's hiding anything he's just like yeah i did it and you're going to kill me, and I hate you. This is titled Excerpts from the Death Cell Interview. So there's oh. a full interview. There's right more there. There's more missing here. These are just Things excerpts. have been taken out. So we don't know mm-hmm. how long it went on before this, before they got to this point. They could have been sitting in that interrogation room for hours. You ever watch those interrogation videos on YouTube? That's, yeah, that's th- how I pass the time. It's like a 12, and, <laughs> it's like 12 hours. And they're great. Sometimes they're like 12 hours and they speed it up and they put it in a fast mode and the people are like walking around in there and they're doing all sorts yeah. of things. And sometimes they're not. And, and they're just Benny Hill music is in the background cold because they're psychopaths. Mm-hmm. Benny Hill. Yeah. It's fun. If you put Benny Hill to anything, it's fun. <laughs> Especially interviews, <laughs> interrogations, anything like that. Super fun. Um, okay. There was one more point that I wanted to make. I Oh, oh. You know what? Now that I know that it's excerpt and that it's being recorded, how do you know that this is not a podcast series? How do you know that this priest is not collecting stuff for no a podcast? He could be built. He could be prepping a podcast. It takes a lot could, of time, a lot of work. Yeah, he could be an armchair true crime podcaster. Well, what is not an armchair true crime podcaster? That's very true. Yeah, are you I think showing that's up a, like at on, at the scene of the crime with a Zoom recorder and you're? <laughs> And an armchair <laughs> seat. Yeah. I'm an armchair investigator. Like, I need my, my name is Will from armchairinvestigationpodcast.com. Uh, what just happened? And they're like, get the fuck out of here. That person's yeah. shot in the Arrested face. immediately. You're arrested. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's enough for this chapter. I think we got enough. And we'll, go, we'll come back tomorrow and finish off the rest of this prologue. Because there's more shit to go over in the next one. Almost even more even crazier shit that goes on don't you think uh yeah yeah it is a lot a lot more tomorrow i wish these things had fucking names what we'll 
We, well, okay, I got it. I got it. Um, yeah, tomorrow's <laughs> chapter is uh, expanding for your mind. Let's say that. I think I think the title is this. Here, I'll give you the name. I it's have the, the title. It's at the no, very end. It. You got the it. Title is yeah. I have the title. Uh, I want to say thank you for listening. If uh, if this is your first time through a chapter by chapter season, I good luck. Hope you have fun. I, I yeah. Good luck. I guess I don't know. I don't even. I don't know. I thank you for being here, and I hope you stick around. Um, if you've been here since the beginning or just a long time in general, thank you for being back with us, and we are excited to fill your minds with spice. We'll leave all the plugs and all the bullshit out of it this week, and uh, we will see you back tomorrow for Analysis of History. Muadib by Bronzo Avix. Oh, you know what time it is. It's time to thank our good friend Big Cheese Daddy for doing everything that he does to support this show. And by everything, I mean give us that sweet, sweet, sweet dollar bills. I appreciate it so much. I know Steve appreciates it. And when you join the Gouda Grey Master, you don't just become like a supporter of our show. Of course not. You know, become one of our best friends. You become, <laughs> you become a daddy. And who doesn't want that? Thank you again, Big Cheese Daddy. We can't do this show without you. Check out our Patreon. We got content there. Join up. You see the stuff. It's all good. 